Colette Robichaud, and you're listening to the Organize Anything podcast. I'm a work strategist and productivity expert, and today we're going to talk about working from home, and there's no place like home unless you're working there. So many of us have more recently worked from, started working from home, and some of us have, have been doing it for a while. I'm wondering if you've heard about the classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, because I was thinking about this recently and the iconic phrase, there's no place like home. In it, Dorothy uh, is on a long journey and trying to find her way back there. And I think for many of us working from home, we are trying to find our way often, whether it's new or we've been doing it for a while. It's key to stop and take a look at at ourselves and say, is this time to to see what's what's working and what isn't? We know for sure that no clicking our heels is going to make things right, but what can we do along the way to check in on our home workspace or our routines to make sure that they are working for us for the long haul, especially for those of us who have found out recently that it will be a long haul. So in that iconic story, we see several themes. We see that Dorothy is... Uh, is uh, going on a journey. And in that journey, some of the themes are hidden strength and some of the themes are about that journey and what happens during that. We see that um, some, sometimes at the end of the path, we're all on the same one, but along that path, we see different qualities in this year. We see some, some qualities of people being brainless, heartless, and no courage at all. It is, a, you know, it is a time that is a little different. But in the end, Glinda the Good Witch tells Dorothy, the power to go home was with you all along. Click your heels three times and say there's no place like home. So let's, let's think about that and, and think about whether that's really true. I know the people that I've been working with for over 20 years, clicking the heels just does not work. I've been working myself at home for over 20 years and it wasn't something that I really wanted to do at first. I really wanted to start my own company, but that did not mean that I really wanted to to work from home. I'm someone that likes to get out every day and for me, just the thought of working from home was not something that I wanted to do. And in my line of work, I was still getting out all the time, but I just uh, was very used to getting up and having that change of scenery on a, on a regular, more regular basis. So recently, where I'm spending even more time at home, I decided that was a great idea to do a little bit of an audit. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So, you know, no place like home, but, you know, is it really our home anymore? Do we need to take a look at it a little, little deeper for those of us who are working from home for a little bit or for a while? And let's take a look and see how that's going. So I break down my audit simply. And for many of you who know me, I'm a big believer in keeping it simple, in micro changes, in itty bitty bits of homework and taking little steps consistently to make it work. In my audit, I have three steps things we want to continue, things we should stop, and things we want to start. So continuing are those things that are working. So I want you to look around and reflect and think, what is really working in your, your home work life right now? Stop, things that you should discontinue. What's not working for you? Or what is it maybe a bad habit that you're picking up and that you think, I really don't want to continue with this for the long time. 
and things that you want to start. And those are things that will add value to the life that's happening now. And it is a new normal and we have pivoted and all those other phrases and words that we've come to know and love or hate. So again, micro habits, micro changes, when we're talking about starting things. So as we go on and have a little chat today, just think about a few things that might add value and think about how that you can move along with those. So what I've noticed is that people are really feeling a range of emotions. And even if it started off that people were excited to be staying at home, even some of those people that were first at home, they're recognizing that underneath maybe they're being a little shorter, maybe that they're, you know, simmering a little bit, maybe they're a little more frustrated. So, you know, for a lot of people, it's all over the map. So I want you to just slow down, have a look as you're listening to this today, when you finish the podcast, I want you to just think about the emotions that happen throughout the day. I know for me, I just finished watching a newscast and I'm not someone that is easily brought to tears, but I find that I'm just welling up in weird places, whether it's good news or bad news. And it was something that, you know, I didn't have a lot in the past. So I think for us in this, uh, in this time of spending a lot more time by ourselves, maybe our emotions and the range of where we're going with those may be a little wider in that range than it was in the past. So one of the first things I always want my clients to do is just notice. So noticing requires us to slow down. So that's something that, you know, isn't easy for a lot of people. I know for me as a busy, I say recovering busyaholic, it's not easy for me to slow down. So I have to remind myself during the day, slow down, notice the emotions that you're feeling. Am I angry? Am I sad? Am I frustrated? And that's always a great start for us to, to look at our change. So one of the other things that people are noticing working from home is that they're saving some extra time because of the uh, not commuting, because of the not getting our makeup on, because we're not, you know, curling our hair and maybe we're showering every other day, EOW, every other day showering. So that's something that might give us some more time. So what can we do with that new time? Many people are starting a, a new uh, a new hobby. You know, people are picking up the guitar that didn't do it before. People are maybe getting out their coloring books that went by the wayside years ago, looking at their art supplies. And these are all great things when we're working from home that we can have to maybe release some of that pressure that's building up for us. Many people are spending more time with family. They're cooking, they're, you know, doing homework, they're doing all kinds of things. So that extra time with family is something that they wanted and they're delighting in. And, you know, that's something really exciting. They haven't cooked before. And we know that, that often making our own meals and not eating out really allows us to stick to some of those other goals that we have, those goals of eating better and having work uh, plan in place on what groceries we need, 
you know, maybe we're going out less and we're planning our groceries, we're ordering online, and it allows us to have some of those better habits. So we may have more people in our household that we're spending more time doing things like that and activities, and that may be, you know, really joyous for us. And then for others, we may be spending more time alone. I know I live alone and um, spending more time in the house working and not getting out as much. It is a little, uh, I would say, lonelier. And at first, it, you know, it might not creep up on us. And what I'm seeing from, you know, working with remote teams and, and coaching people who manage remote teams that it is such an individual journey and that each of us have to look at ourselves and how we're handling it. But if you are involved with managing teams of workers that are working more remotely, I think you have to have your eyes and ears and senses a little wider open to really look at how people are dealing with it. Even if people are telling you that it's fine, that after a certain amount of months, people are dealing with it a little differently and responding differently. So I encourage you as a leader to reach out to people individually. A lot of people have team meetings and they speak regularly and, you know, reach out to people individually and do some investigative, you know, sort of uh, put your your investigative hat on and inquire a little bit about what they're liking and what they're not liking and maybe a little bit more where those struggles will be. And even if you're not a, a leader, reach out to your colleagues and maybe have a coffee date with them. Reach out to friends and people that are maybe more alone. Reach out to family members, you know. And if you're working from home and you are feeling like you would have, like to have a little more interaction with people, why not reach out and do what I, I like to, to give as homework to many of my clients. Think of some of those regular occurring times that you can set up to be having you uh, meet with your friends. You know, it, it, in past times when we were getting out more, I would say maybe it's cocktails with the gals once a month, third Thursday of the month. But why can't we do that more if we're staying more in our homes? If Why can't we have a Zoom cocktail hour once a month? And why can't we reach out and just say, every Tuesday I have lunch with one of my colleagues? And think of ways that we can reach out for ourselves if we're feeling that we're spending more time alone in this work at home environment and that we're noticing others that might need to uh, think about uh, having more interaction as well. So for every one of those people that are maybe having more time alone, we have a large amount of people that are just saying, if only I could have more time alone. We have extended family moving in. We have our adult children moving in with other family members. We may be keeping a, a care of our, our adults, uh, our mother and father. So our homes that were once are maybe sometimes large homes that you know, had a few people in them, which was a big theme in North America, are often trying to break things off into, you know, uh, in-law suites and, you know, different rec rooms. And, you know, along with that working from home and people coming into the home a bit more, we've got way more stuff. So we're th we need to think about how that stuff is impeding upon other people's workspace and we want to think about carving out some space for ourselves if we're someone that needs that and how we allow others to have that space. 
And I'm a big believer in the family meeting. And right now that family meeting may involve, you know, more time with more people, but that's a perfect forum to talk about what this new normal looks like. And rather than have things prolong and really get out of hand and get on people's nerves, it's a good idea to you know, have some chats about it and think about how to set it up strategically and intentionally. As I said at the top of the podcast, you know, we, many of us are working from home and we thought it was maybe a short-term thing and now it's working for the long-term. So that's why we want to take a look at it and say, you know, what are these things that we really should be doing that, you know, that would work better for us and take a look and really reflect on that. So, you know, it doesn't hurt if you need to do some quiet time work from home to put a do not disturb time on the door. It doesn't hurt to say to your small child, will you make me that don't bother mommy, she's working now and needs quiet and help her with some crayons and draw that out and get her to tape it on your door. It doesn't hurt to put it in a family Google calendar that everyone sees that this time of the day is that deep focus work that is required for mom or dad to do some work that can't be bothered. And if there's any way that they can wait for the next top of the hour or another time to do that. Or as I said about setting regular times to meet with people, what about a regular time every day to do some of that deep work? These are lots of things that will really be beneficial to the interactions, the communications, and the long-term relationships of people that are in your home now and maybe there for a longer period than you thought. So with some of that new found time and flexibility, many people are looking to, you know, do some other things and maybe do some courses online or do those hobbies. But for other people, with that increased flexibility, a study has shown that we're actually feeling like we're working around the clock. So whether we're doing it or not, we may be keeping hours that are a little bit different than we did before. We may be sleeping in later and working later because we can. We may find that because of the flexibility, we're doing different things with different people through the day. Or we may find because we're not checking in and have to be at our desk at a certain time that we've really slowly, there's been this creep into the day and that we are procrastinating about getting started a little bit more. So again, what I'm asking you now is that this is that time to notice that we do have, you know, some new environments happening. We've got some new scheduling happening. And the way that we work from home is definitely very different. So if we think about, you know, again, the Wizard of Oz and there's no place like home, let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that there's no place like home. Let's make it that place that we really want to be our home and we want it to be a home office. We want to be remotely working in a way that's intentional and in a way that works for us and our family. So thanks for joining me today for the Organize Anything podcast. And there's no place like home unless you're working there. And I encourage you to visit me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I look forward to chatting with you real soon. Wake up with the clouds are far behind. Be 
trouble melts like a lemon drops high above the chimney top. That's where. 